Horror movies are some of my favorites. Actually, they're almost all I watch lately. Something that I've been meaning to talk about is the way that mental health, diagnoses, and illness have been portrayed in horror movies. Some movies I have no issue with, as they use mental health as a side story or plotline, respectfully. The media, in this case movies, that I have a problem with are those that seem to intertwine mental health issues with being the bad guy. Can people with mental disorders be scary? Yes, like David Berkowitz has discussed on the last episode about schizophrenia. However, it doesn't sit right with me when mental health issues are a characteristic of the villain solely to add an element of fear. I do believe bad guys should be feared, especially Michael Myers or Jason from Friday the 13th, but let's take some time today to review the historical perspective of mental health in horror movies and the wrong kind of representation. This is Mental History. Thanks for listening. When it comes to horror movies, it's important to understand where the term comes from. The first ever movie that I could find in the horror genre is known in English as The Haunted Castle. I'm not trying to butcher the original French pronunciation today, so that's what we're going to call it. The 1896 film was actually lost to time until 1977. And this is why preserving media is so important to preserving history. The Haunted Castle is roughly three minutes in length and takes place on one set. Throughout the next few minutes, viewers were treated to bats, goblins, ghosts, and what appears to be the devil himself. But what makes the film so monumental isn't only the gothic horror elements. It's the fact that special effects were deliberately used to scare its audience. For the first time in history, Media was being manipulated with the goal of scaring viewers, and this changed the course of filmmaking as we know it. What's referred to as the literary years followed suit. Movies like The Werewolf in 1913, 1931's Dracula, and The Mummy in 1932. While these are all classic monster movies, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit to the main event. 1932's disturbing film, Freaks. If you aren't familiar with the term circus freaks, it's not just a saying in poor taste. Circus freaks were often the sole reason for traveling shows' success. With Little People, A Bearded Lady, and Siamese Twins, there were no shortage of oddities for spectators to watch at these circus shows. Unfortunately, it is important to note that while quote-unquote circus freaks were bringing in money for their particular show, they weren't necessarily making good money themselves. Glorified human trafficking was taking place throughout all sorts of traveling oddity shows, not to mention the exploitation. Circus freaks weren't seen as regular people, like you and me. They were a spectacle, property of the circus. They didn't have the same respect or privacy that we expect performers to have today due to regulations. So what was Freaks about? Freaks was a movie about just that, the lives of circus freaks. Some of the people that were featured in the film were Daisy and Violet Hilton, who were Siamese twins, Johnny Eck, a half-bodied boy with only the upper half of his body and nothing below his waist, Prince Randian, the living torso, or Larva Man, who is a man without limbs and legs, who slithered on the ground and apparently smoked cigarettes, Cuckoo was known as the Bird Girl, her name was Minnie Woosley, and she suffered from progeria, and she wore a feathery outfit on stage. Olga Roderick was the bearded lady. 
Peter Robinson was known as a human skeleton. He was incredibly skinny, and he was also married to the bearded lady, Olga. And Frances O'Connor was known as the armless girl. There are countless other circus freaks or people featured in this film. Not only was the film extremely disturbing, it was meant to be that way. Scandalous taglines adorned movie posters, and there was even a warning at the premiere that children should not watch and adults who aren't in good health shouldn't risk it either. Not only was this a long time before ratings, but this was a time before the strict filmmaking guidelines to protect actors' rights and maintain their safety. The film bombed originally and was banned for nearly 30 years. It's become a cult classic in recent history, and the reason I'm bringing up Freaks is the mental capacity of some of the people featured were not completely stable. Mental illness was prevalent throughout the sideshow community, and this further muddles the ethics of movies like Freaks. In addition to this, the fact that the sideshow acts featured were different looking than the average person only added to the fear the film presented to viewers. They were portrayed as deeply mentally unstable, immature, and ultimately, the villain who just might hurt you because they do not look like you. Using movies like this as a springboard, the horror movie industry was seeing the money in full swing. The following decades brought in gimmicks like 3D glasses, buzzers, and other special effects to scare viewers. Movies themed around the occult were insanely popular throughout the 70s and 80s. And this brings us right up to our next example, The Shining. Stephen King's The Shining was turned into a Stanley Kubrick film released in 1980. The elements of mental illness are present immediately, with the family's son Danny being somewhat of a psychic, his mother Wendy being deeply insecure, and his father Jack struggling with alcoholism and anger issues. The premise sets the viewer up for creepy vibes with not only the iconic soundtrack, the feeling of being dropped in the middle of this family's disputes, is they try to piece together what's left. When they're stationed in a hotel for the winter, alone, is when Jack specifically begins to show signs of mental deterioration. Eventually, this gets so bad that he attacks his entire family, his wife and son confused as to whether it's the hotel's ghosts that are causing Jack to spiral or the isolation. While The Shining features the paranormal, mental illness is definitely present. The added fear of someone you trust snapping is a valid one, but is this adding to the stigma that those with mental health disorders face? In my opinion, it could. If mental disorders are not portrayed with dignity, respect, and extreme care in horror movies, this can add to the social discourse that forms around the correlation between mental health and villains. Now, this isn't to say I'm not supportive of horror movies. The genre is my favorite. I adore the creativity that goes into making a great horror movie. Cinematography, the music, and the overall vibes of horror movies are just a special combination that scratches an itch in my brain. But a movie that I think is a less harmful portrayal of mental illness is Us, which was written and directed by Jordan Peele, premiering in 2019. The concept doesn't scream mental illness. The subtlety is what makes it even more compelling, in my opinion. It didn't do nearly as well as Peele's previous film, Get Out, but I enjoyed this one just as much. The official description on IMDb is, A family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. But once you watch the film, it's so much deeper than that. There's symbolism in everything. The more you look, the more you notice. 
The main protagonist in Us is Adelaide Wilson, played by Lupita Nyong'o, who is an incredible dramatic actress, and I linked a supercut of her various roles in the show notes. The movie opens with her running into her doppelganger at an amusement park. She is shocked, a young girl, and confused, but she does escape. As the movie continues, her doppelganger, along with the ones that look like her husband and children, all appear where they're staying on their vacation. I'm not going to spoil the whole movie, but you can already see where this analogy may be going. Things like psychological damage, mental illness, and childhood trauma don't simply go away with time, even when you've moved on with your life, have grown up, and have children of your own. The more you run away, the more dangerous your consequences may be. Us is a brilliant horror film with twists that you won't expect, and while it's not about mental illness on the surface, there's always room for interpretation. And to me, that's the best thing about art, taking what the writer and director meant for you to see and internalizing it, seeing what really happened in front of you on the screen, whether that's Ghost from 1896 or a movie that hasn't been released yet. The moral of this is we need to really focus on the ethics of how we are portraying mental health in media. Horror movies can be a fun way to experience those things that scare us, but I think it's also important to remember that sometimes we're talking about real people and their real lives. Keep this in mind as you consume horror movies, true crime, and any kind of media around this spooky time of year, and I hope that you enjoyed this really fun episode for me to make. Thanks for listening.